thing here? Yeah, we should do a podcast. <clears throat> Am I doing an accent today or? I would love for I you to do you have to start off. I can't. It's that. my southern accent was so bad, you guys. I felt horrible. Like it wasn't first that bad, I'm gonna be honest. First of all, if I didn't it was know you I would have bought it. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, uh, I told you before like you look southern. Like, you, you do look, look southern. Like you came from the Alabama, Mississippi. The area. fact that you <laughs> didn't go to Ole Miss is the biggest surprise about you. Like, doesn't um, she look like she's into the grove? Oh yeah, yeah. Like you definitely wore a Southern Belle dress to an Ole Miss game with a boyfriend who had like the the, the comb over cut, bangs. Yes, the Bama bangs, and then like the the dark blue blazer with the khakis and the fucking penny loafers. Oh yeah, yeah. His I dad's mean, a lawyer. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's like an insult or a compliment. Not really sure. I think it's uh, okay. Okay, because literally on the internet. Literally on Twitter two days ago, someone said to me, "Like, how are you not from the South?" And I, I don't know what that says about me. How so, am I supposed to take that? Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure. But, but if if you guys haven't seen the video, what Matt and Mel are talking about, it's a video that I did with my good friend Chris Marler um, from Saturday Down South. We um, actually meant that just to go to Kristen Zabin Sedis, who is Nick Zabin's daughter. Um, we did it as a joke because people always like DM her and say like, hey, will you send me, we can you get your dad to like call me or FaceTime me or send me a video? Oh, people do that? That's yeah. so, that's weird. I didn't. <laughs> Did you send it to Kristen? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, so we thought it would be funny to do like a spoof on like if we sent Coach Saban like a real video. And so that is how that idea came about and my awful Southern accent. And uh, yeah, that was that was the gist of it. And then Chris decided to post it to Saturday Down South. And I guess if you don't know me, maybe you bought it. If not, I apologize for the really it bad accent. It was a little over the top, but I I've definitely met Southern girls who are like over the top about how Southern they are. Like I was just waiting for you to talk about sweet tea and peaches <laughs> and it yeah. would have been there. Like that's all that was missing. I mean, I talked about Jesus and pass interference, so I don't know what you want. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Say pass uh, interference again. No, you can't do it on the spot, right? Pass interference. But um, it's mostly, I <laughs> feel like bad. my, I actually think it's more of like an Arkansas accent. Like you guys know Tia from The Bachelorette. Like that's really, it was like a mix. Do of, <laughs> do, yeah, do you? Uh, it was mostly a mixture of like Tia and like Leanne Tui. And if combine them, that was what I was yeah. going for. Right. You just need to yell at Michael Orr and you'd be set. I dated a girl from like deep in Arkansas. And I think 50% of it was the accent. The I, oh, accents the are hair. huge. <laughs> she had red hair. I married a girl from Eastern Kentucky for the accent. That was that was it. Yeah, I'm big into so, accents too. Same. I can't do any though. Like I, I can if I hear someone's voice long enough, I can impersonate them. It's usually really mean though. Um, but I can't do accents. But I can do people's like mannerisms. No accents though. No accents. I, I got them. If I knew what I was going to say, I probably could. Like if you gave me something to read in an accent, I probably could. I feel like you're. <laughs> What is it? Your British accent becomes Australian. Yeah. That's like, uh -huh. I don't know. It's yeah. not it's like British, but I say mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. Right. Shrimp on the Barbie. You call people wankers. <laughs> right. I just like their verbiage over there. Right. Yeah. You can use the C word. Right. No one cares. Right. Yeah. Can't do that here. Yeah. yeah it's not. like just part of their vocab over there. Nah. Yeah, I didn't say I use it. I said over there they do. Right. You cross the pond. I'm just jealous of it. Say whatever you want. Uh, so we're actually going to talk a lot more football today because Mello and I no longer do stick to football. Uh, so 
Yep. Right. Whoa. Yeah. You didn't tell me we were not fired. <laughs> um, so we are going to talk football here. I'm really excited about that because obviously that's our favorite thing. Um, we were just kind of warming people up with the first three episodes. So today we get to start with Paige being the bandwagon. Good luck charm. Yes. So you wore some, what'd you wear? How'd this thing start? I don't okay. Remember. This basically started in 2013 or not 2013, oh, 2016, okay. technically 2013, but 2016. So um, in 2016, I went to Wrigley Field for the first time and became a bandwagon Cubs fan. And as we all know, after 108 years, they won the World Series for the first time. So look, I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. It was there, whatever. Then last year, I became a huge bandwagon LSU fan because I put my bandwagoning fandom on the line during a certain LSU Texas game. And whoever won, I was going to root for that team. Do remember Yep. LSU goes on to win a national championship again. All right, cool. So that's two for two. Um, and then this weekend I was actively rooting for Texas and they came out with a big win. So look, I'm not saying it's not me, but I'm not saying it. Is. So I'm just, and you were a Joe Burrow t-shirt and they won. I did. That's why, right. Yeah. So why did you just up and decide to root for Texas this weekend though? Like what because, was the reason? Because I am not an Oklahoma State fan. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, and I was acting like you can ask Kath. I was like screaming at Sam. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I'm rooting for someone when I call them by their first name and scream at them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I wasn't going to tell you guys because I was just going to leave it. But then it became a really exciting game. And I thought, why not share with the class? And yeah, then I did wear a Joe Burrow shirt um, on Halloween because it was the only orange and black I had. And sure enough, the next day they won. So I don't know. So we're going to send you some Royal stuff. <laughs> please, yeah, please, come on. please wear it. They're a low budget team. Just help us out here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's mostly, yeah, it college football. No, I guess NFL, college football and baseball, it's all worked. So it doesn't work for my teams. So like anytime I wear gear for my own team, they still can't win. Um, but if, if you have a team that you need me to support, feel free to send me the gear and, and we'll try it out. We'll test this theory. I, was, I feel like if you do it on purpose, it's going to curse you, though. You know, like It's going to work in the reverse. It's no. so like if you throw like a Royals jersey on and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll try this intentionally. Like then our ace, which we don't even have, is going to like go down with Tommy John surgery. Probably. Hunter Dozier would get COVID again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm open to try it. We'll see. Maybe if I we'll see how Texas does the rest of the year. Maybe I'll actively root for Texas the rest of the year. It's being, heartbreaking. Being a Texas fan is probably the closest thing to like being clinically depressed where it's like just that constant, like feel like you're going to get kicked in the balls. You know, the, you know, the Jets fans exist, right? Like <laughs> yeah, just, but they're <laughs> always bad. So like, that's the thing about being a Texas fan is you actually think you're good mm-hmm. and then you realize you're not. And so every year it's like, man, we look pretty fucking good. Like, or for me on Saturday, it's like watching that game. It's like, oh, they might have a chance to upset Oklahoma State. I didn't even believe it. I just kept waiting like, oh, no, nope, they're going to blow it. So I didn't even really get to like enjoy the win. I was just rooting for Joseph Osai the whole time. But even like I just expected a late interception or missed field goal or something. So, it's usually a special teams play. Yeah. Missed tackles. I We threw bad. a fall party because it's Halloween night. So we had a fall party. I don't know why it's not a Halloween party, but I digress. So I stopped watching the Texas game because I was like, I can't handle this shit. There's too many kids in my house. 
there's an ex-girlfriend here with her kids and that's awkward as fuck so like i'm putting jack daniels in my punch and i can't watch the texas game because i'm just already everyone like stopped listening after ex-girlfriend yeah i don't know what you even said why did you invite your ex-girlfriend to i didn't i didn't invite i didn't i didn't invite her my daughter did which it was it was nice it was fine whatever like her kids are friends with my kids still so it was okay but it was it was uncomfortable a little bit a lot of it. I'm going to be honest with our friends here. And so dealing with the stress of Texas about to like just rip my heart out again. And then all those little kids in my house, it was a lot. So I stopped watching the game and I told big country, I was like, I'm not watching. You can just tell me what happens. And then of course I'm like looking over his shoulder at his phone so I can watch the game. <laughs> but it is like being a Texas fan is just heartbreaking because like Jets fans, you expect to be bad. Browns fans, you expect to be bad. Like with Texas, we get our hopes up every damn year. I did this year. Like this year was different. I actually thought with like some senior veteran leadership, they would be good. And with Tom Herman there, like I'm out on him now. Like I don't even care if they if they fire him at the end of the year. Doesn't matter to me. My only thing is, who would they hire to replace him? It doesn't even matter. Like I mean, the, that's the thing. It's like who's better? So this is you know my breakup theory. Yeah, I just don't know. You got it. Like going to be like worse. Like he's maybe not, not that much better than Charlie Strong. Damn it. That's where I'm at. Man. Joe Brady. How much would it take to get Joe Brady from the Panthers to Texas? That's a lot. That's the move I want to see happen, but I don't know if he'll leave the NFL. I think he's an NFL guy. Like Me that's too. where he wants to be in that world. And like he dipped into LSU for a bit, then bounced and was like, I want to go back to the NFL. So I, I think that he'll be an NFL head coach before he will a college head coach. Oh God. Yeah. He's not into the recruiting and all of that stuff. That's uh, not what shit. he likes to focus on. So no, I don't see it. Happening and that's kind of a big guys. deal at UT. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of a big deal, but yeah, no. Are you in or out on Tom Herman, Paige? I'm indifferent because I think people are so quick to judge coaches so like on very little. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Um, Small resume. Yes. Like there's not a lot that you can. I think it takes a while for coaches to get their footing in college football because realistically, like there's a lot that goes on as it's different than if you take over for like an NFL team and like they're those are pros those guys are pros you're worrying about kids here there's a lot more that goes into it there's boosters there's all kinds of things that are just more like political and for appearance that goes into it and distracting I think away from like actual football stuff so I think it's a little bit harder to manage and I think it takes a lot more time to like really build a program and establish it yes it makes it much easier if you go to a place like Texas but I I don't know I I think it's maybe I'm a little out on him because he plays in the big 12 and I would expect you to win it every year. And I get you're going up against Lincoln Riley, which is, you know, difficult. And also Lincoln inherited a incredible program as is, but yeah, I think challenging Oklahoma a little bit more and actually competing for, for a title there would make a little bit more sense, but no, I, I don't really big 12 to me is like, meh. No it's like how we feel about the pack. 12. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, you guys like can come in the pack 12 all you want, but we have some powerhouse programs. Do you? Yeah. Come on. Who? USC, UCLA, Oregon should USC all be. USC's not a powerhouse anymore. Come on. They're no not. Way. No, I'm not saying currently. I'm saying they have oh, been. Okay. Like we have like yes. history programs okay. that are there. That I agree with. It's like if you're going to sit there in California and tell me USC's <laughs> powerhouse program, I'm going to die laughing no. because they're not. You I guys, I actually. Really quick though. I picked ACU to win the Pac-12 this year. 
I that's did, not crazy. I did too, though. And I, I, I'm surprised you did because yeah. of the whole Arizona thing. <laughs> that, yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. I think Arizona State will too. I'm actually really surprised to see they're unranked right now. Like I know that the rankings are kind of weird and people don't want to rank the Pac-12 teams or they've been hesitant to rank Big Ten teams, but Arizona State is a better football team than USC. And USC is ranked like number 20 in the AP, I think. So uh, I think that's going to be an exciting game. I know that I have doubted Herm Edwards every year, basically, of like, this isn't going to work. And even last year, it was like, this is a fluke. Nah, I'm all in this year. It's like, nope. They're yeah. win this it. will be the year where it's like not good, where it will actually bite us. Because oh, I'm in the same yes. boat. Like when Herm Edwards was hired, I was like, you're going to hire this old guy who doesn't know anything about college football and it's not going to work out. And I was wrong. But this year, I'm buying in. So they're probably going to go like 500 and not win the conference. Yeah, no. And I never thought I would ever say that ASU is going to be good and win the conference, but it, I don't know. I just like what I see. And I think there's teams like, I, I mean, USC, I'm just never going to buy in on. I'm just until there's like a new coach I can't there. bet on Clay Helton. Yeah, like, I just, I just can't. can't. I've seen just too much. Um, at this point, I'm like, mm, it's just too much of a mess. I can't really do it. Um, but Stanford's I also, down. yeah, UW's Oregon, down. Oregon is going to be a little down too. I think like, I honest, too. yeah, they they've got a lot going on. Back is. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think this is the year for for someone like ASU to really show off what they've got. And I mean, we all laughed at Herm getting hired. So I, I yep. think it's a and he's a positive guy. He doesn't really care. He's just going to continue going on. So, yeah, I think they're going to be good. And I'm sorry to all the U of A fans out there that are disappointed that I said that. But I'm just being honest. Maybe it's a reverse jinx. Maybe they aren't good. Maybe I jinx them and curse them. Who knows? Could you imagine three years ago if you were like, Kevin Sumlin will be the second best coach in Arizona because of Herm Edwards. You'd be like, what? Get the fuck out of here. I would be surprised like three years ago to say both those guys are still coaching in the state of Arizona. No joke. Yeah. Arizona has good coaches. Cliff Kingsbury, Herm Edwards, and Kevin Sumlin's still the worst. <laughs> I would agree. Sorry, Paige. I don't like Kevin Sumlin. It's the A&M thing. So just don't. Just, Can't. It's fine. <laughs> so, it's really fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's okay. fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Totally um, fine. You know who's not fine? Our 49ers page. It's, yeah, you, you guys got me. Over here, this side of the, I'm good. We suck, number one. Uh, a lot of it's injuries, but your guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, going to be out for like six to eight weeks with an ankle sprain because he's so fucking soft. And George Kittle also out for six to eight weeks because he got hurt because his quarterback's bad. So how are you feeling about the fact that I was right about Jimmy Garoppolo? Basically, is where here's I'm the thing. I was before you were um, so humble about this situation. <laughs> um, I was going to admit that I may may give Jimmy a longer leash because of the way his face looks. And um, I was wrong. And I'd like to answer Mello's question that I answered on, I think the first episode that no, I don't think that he's going to be the quarterback in a couple of years. Like, I don't think he sticks around. I think Shani is over it. Um, I do think update the question. Yeah. Does he ever take a snap again as a 49er quarterback? That's so mean to put me on the spot like that because I hope so. I hope so. I hope, so. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> like, oh my God. If he's fully so healthy, happy. if he's fully healthy, I would like to see what we get. Cause I, he has not been healthy this whole time. You can't say that he has like, it's been pretty obvious. And the other part of it too, is like, 
the fact that Shanahan thinks we were better off with an injured Jimmy Garoppolo than the other two people that we have, like I, that says a lot. And I, and I'm, yes, I understand the the thought process there, but also if he was hurt, like I just rather us would have waited it out and like made sure he was fully healthy before coming back. But yeah, the fact that George Kittle is hurt, that is the, like that, that's, that's the honest. Worst. Yeah. That's like, you just hate when something like, you hate injury in general, but like George Kittle is like, I think everyone in the league will agree. Like that is awful. Like him being hurt is just bad for football in general. And he's after Buckner got traded and then Bosa gets hurt. It's like Kittle's what most Niner fans have to be like, well, we still have the best tight end in football. And so now it's like, we don't have that anymore. We had nothing. Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football now. Thanks a lot. Do you guys blame Garoppolo for the Bosa or for the I do. I blame him for the Kittle injury. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how you can look at Kittle's injury and not because it all started when Jimmy threw the ball 70 feet over his head <laughs> and he jumped to catch it and got his legs taken out. Like that's where the injury started. I blame Jimmy Garoppolo for everything wrong in the world right now. I blame him for the wildfires in California. Like I blame Jimmy Garoppolo for famine. Was it his gender reveal? Right. right. It might've been. No, I'm just so <laughs> done with Jimmy Garoppolo that like, I do think the Kittle injury was his fault, though. Honestly, that's just in a. I think that's I think a matter of watch the game and it happens. <laughs> I think it's like just called football and like that shit happens. So maybe get over it. <laughs> happens when your quarterback can't throw and you have to sky for an errant ball. I, here's my thing. I feel like Nick Mullins can throw interceptions for $350,000 a year. Like you're paying Garoppolo. He's a top five paid quarterback based on cash this year unless the new deals have thrown that off, but he was at one point over the summer. It's like, and he's not good, but you know what? Like Eagles fans have to deal with Carson Wentz. Giants fans have to deal with Daniel Jones. I understand like we're not unique in this regard. The Vikings have to deal with Kirk cousins. Like there's a lot of teams that have shitty quarterbacks. The chiefs have to put up with watching Patrick Mahomes every Sunday. (laughs) Do you realize how depressing that is for me? I wake up at like 1030 on a Sunday and I have to watch these NFL preview shows that are just constantly talking about Patrick Mahomes and what he's going to do on Sunday. And then I turn the game on and he's even better than I expected. It's fucking rough. And I'm about done with it. (laughs) This is for a new team. This is like very much worth the, five dollars mellow fuck you um (laughs) (laughs) um, matt does this mean that if you were the niners gm that you're you're drafting a a quarterback fuck yes yeah no like absolutely yes or like trying to trade for sam darnold or drafting a quarterback um right now they would pick 15th overall in the first round and today's wednesday i have a mock draft that came out this morning actually the last one i'm ever going to do a bleacher report so tier uh everybody should go read it uh, but yeah, I definitely, definitely think I would, I would draft a quarterback for sure. And whether that's Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, like you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to get Justin Fields, maybe Trey Lance falls, but like there are five or six viable round one quarterbacks right now that we're evaluating. So I think that they, they have to go down that path. Like you can't do the CJ Beathard thing again, where it's, Oh, we'll just take a third rounder and hope that we have the next Kirk Cousins here. Like, they have to go get a real quarterback. If you could go back to 2017, would you take Patrick Mahomes number two overall? Damn it, I hate you today. Yeah. (laughs) Because you could have. He was there at two. 
no, Solomon Thomas is so good. That's who you want. Right. I figured, but why is he like this today? I don't know. No, it's just mean today. It's because I I said he was the nicest on the podcast and now he's trying to like make up for lost time and be the meanest. So I I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh my God. Okay. Anywho. Different different episode. Yeah. Okay. Again, go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) So I did take a look at your your mock draft and I was kind of interested to see how high you still had Trey Lance because I think people are like sort of concerned after that one game that he had and also like I mean he did have an incredible season the year before so I'm just kind of curious like are there going to be people that think that's a fluke and are people going to overthink him in terms of picking him so I think people are going to overthink Trey Lance on both sides of it so like people overthink the one bad game because it really wasn't very good uh against Central Arkansas I mean, it was good on the ground. It was really bad through the air. So it's like, uh, but I, so I think people are going to overthink that. And then there's going to be the people who like do the Mitch Trubisky thing. Like, well, his one year as a starter, he was so good. So you think that you can get more out of him based on that one year. And like with Trubisky, we learned you sometimes can't. Like sometimes a guy is maxed out and they are who they are and they're not getting better. So I think Trey Lance is really difficult to evaluate. And I, I love his game a lot. I mean, Melo knows I gush when I watch him play, but like watching him play James Madison is tough. Like you're not getting a super good evaluation. So I see him a lot like I saw Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville where you're athletic enough to get on the field right away and make some really cool things happen, but you have to keep getting better as a passer or like you just become limited. And like we're seeing that with Lamar, like he's getting shut down because people don't respect him as a passer and his receivers are tweeting and complaining about it. So I think Trey is very similar that he's going to have to get better as a a passer, but he could still be super dynamic early because he's such a good runner. And for me, I think he's a little bit better of a passer, at least has a better arm. Yeah. And is maybe not as good of a runner or maybe just a different style of runner. He's a little more powerful. Yeah. I mean, he's like 225. Yeah. But also, I I think you do have to question he's he's dominating some really bad schools right now. Like if I throw that out there for Zach Wilson, I have to do it for Trey Lance as well. Yeah. Because that's they're both tearing up some really small schools and lesser opponents. When you look at them against top guys, how do they perform? So far, it hasn't been well. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. And with Zach Wilson, I love watching him play. Like, it's so much fun. And I, I was actually telling an agent this over the weekend. It's like, I see Zach Wilson make plays and you're like, damn, like he shook that guy in space. Or I love the way he throws the ball up and lets his receivers make a play. The little white receiver, his number five is amazing. But it's like, if, okay, if you were doing that against LSU or Ohio State mm-hmm. or anyone else, like it, that ball's probably picked. Yeah. So that's or what makes it away tough. Or- yeah, it's just he makes so many big plays that I feel like would be stopped by a better defense. But like you're, you're kind of guessing at that. Right. And until he and he's not going to do it this year, like they're not playing anyone this year. So you're not going to get to say like, OK, well, against Utah this year, yeah. he got he, shut down. He plays Boise State and they play Boise State yeah, this that's weekend. It. And I think that's going to be his toughest game, which I uh, respect to the blue turfers. But Boise State's still not like a top. Brian player. Harson, not a defensive genius. No. So, yeah, that was our, that's my draft rant. Yeah. Do you like well, Zach Wilson page. I I'm indifferent. And like you said, like, I don't think I, it's hard for me to evaluate guys that don't play against good teams. Like that's the part that just gets me. That's why I was so curious about your opinion on Trey Lance, because I just, I mean, yes, there are exceptions to the rule, but most of the time they don't turn out to be that great. Um, But I also think too, like, I never thought that this fall 
that we would have need to have a discussion about who QB one is and who the number one overall pick is. But for some reason, the internet is overthinking Trey or not Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. Like, yes, they are. Why? Why is this year seem like everybody is overthinking the draft? Period. Is it just because of the nature of what we're looking at as a season? Like, I don't know. It just seems very odd to me that we're having this conversation. I actually think it happens every year. It just is happening earlier this year and it's more mainstream because it's Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. people question Nick Bosa and be like, well, you know, his get off's not that good. And it's like, are you fucking watching the same yeah. football that we all are? Like, <laughs> come on. Or like last year, people like Joe Burrow, one year wonder. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, no. Or Chase Thank Young, you. you know, it's like, so I do think every year that top guy gets overly criticized. It's just, I do think it's more prominent this year because it's Trevor Lawrence and everyone's like, this is the best quarterback prospect maybe ever, maybe since Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck. And so that hype, which I think he has deserved, so many people want to bat against that and be like, well, Justin Fields or well, Zach Wilson. And I do think a lot of it is because they want that moment in five years or whatever, they can point back on Twitter and be like, look, I said Justin Fields would be better than Trevor Lawrence when like prospect evaluation those are basically odds. Like I'm saying the odds are that Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than any other quarterback in this draft. Now there's a possibility someone is better. It happens, but you're, it's like looking at stocks and you're betting on the one that has the most potential, like the most boxes are checked. Trevor Lawrence checks every box. So you have to, like, you have to say, okay, he's the best. Now, could someone end up a better pro? Of course, but it would be a huge surprise. Yeah, I think that guy would probably be Justin Fields if there's somebody that like yeah. we're looking at this draft class in five years of like, oh, who's the best quarterback? I could see him being untapped potential. Like, I don't think they're doing anything too crazy at Ohio State offensively. But then if he lands in a good situation in the NFL and a coach can get his hands on him and mold him, like he's a great athlete as well. And so I think that there is a weird situation where people are like questioning Trevor Lawrence. A lot of it is probably Justin Fields as well. Yeah, I, I always think it's interesting, too, how people don't realize how much the situation matters. Like, yes, you could be the yes. best prospect ever, but you could go to a team that doesn't have a good offensive line. And by the way, props to you for putting like four in the offensive tackles in the top 15, because I'm hoping that we start to draft offensive linemen to protect some young QBs and making that a priority, because I feel like it just... I mean, it's been embarrassing like this year. Yeah, like Joe Burrow. Protect oh, Joe Burrow at all costs. Please, but please, we please, have to. Just something. But yeah, it just blows my mind that people don't even consider the fact that like so much could happen, happen in the NFL this year to make it, to move things around. I mean, look at the Niners. Like they're probably going to fall a bit. So, I mean, you got to understand that like things happen and situations definitely matter for these guys. Well, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence right now would go to the New York Jets. Justin Fields would go to like, let's say like in my mock draft, he goes to the Jags. Say he goes to the Panthers, someone like that who has like Christian McCaffrey or a good offensive line or DJ Chark. Like you have built-in weapons. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets. He's got nothing. Ugly uniforms, a crazy head coach, and no wide receivers. Like that, that's going to be tough for anyone. Yeah, depending on who the head coach is, because I'll guarantee Adam Gase is not going to be the head coach. And if he is, uh, we were talking about it on radio yesterday. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I walk right in there and say, I'm not playing for you if this guy's the head coach. There's no chance in hell. I would either go back to Clemson or just say, uh, you can draft me, but I'm never playing for the Jets. Sit out, re-enter the draft the next year. Yeah, like, might nope. as well. That's not a Jets thing. That's an Adam Gase thing. 
Eh. No, both. Okay. It's, it's both. Jets thing. It's no Woody offense. Johnson plus Adam Gates. Yeah. Like I actually kind of still like the GM there. And I think that he needs a chance to prove himself. But like the ownership there has been really bad. Head coach is obviously terrible. But I do think that they'll they'll change over that this year. And I think that if Trevor Lawrence comes out, like he will probably just get drafted and go wherever he wants to. Like being in New York is going to be a huge opportunity for him. Just like you're going to make millions marketing yourself oh, yeah. in that market. So I think that he probably will go to the Jets. But if he comes out and says, I'm not going to do it, it's not going to shock me. So in my mock draft, guys, the Cowboys pick fifth right now. I don't know if anyone else is aware of yeah. that. The Cowboys pick fifth. I didn't have them take a quarterback, but I agonized over that. And that was one thing I wanted to ask you guys. Should I have had Dallas draft a quarterback? So Trevor Lawrence is off the board. Justin Fields is off the board. But what if Dallas just drafts Trey Lance or Mac Jones, which I think is a, Mac Jones is shooting a board right now, <laughs> right? What if they do that and trade Dak Prescott? I think that this year Dak has proven like you've got to pay me. I'm so valuable to this team. But also like they probably need to get rid of McCarthy is another thing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have Dallas taking a quarterback either. I haven't done a mock draft in a long time, but I wouldn't have Dallas doing it. I, I think that they're still tied to Dak Prescott. They still want to make that work out. And hopefully he still does too, I guess. I don't know what his plans are, but I, I don't think the Cowboys will take a quarterback. Yeah, I think if Dak wants to be there, he should be there and they should show support for him. And I also think that's just going to be like a locker room thing. Like you have a guy go down yeah. like that. Like if you decide not to pay him and don't want him around, then that's kind of a, a sign that you don't give a fuck about who's there or these like players as people. So I think more from like an emotional standpoint and like a, a team morale standpoint, I, I don't see that being a good idea to be honest with you. Yeah. It's fun to think about. I, that's why I love my job because you get to think about those crazy scenarios of like, what if Jerry Jones gets drunk on his bus and decides to draft a quarterback? Or what if Dak says, I'm pissed off that you guys didn't pay me. I ended up and getting goes, hurt. Yeah. I want to play somewhere else. I think both of those are two very likely situations. Scenarios. Hey, well, uh, we, this year at the Senior Bowl, our oh goal has to be to get you on Jerry Jones's bus. That like that's what I want. Have you you've heard about this, right? Yes, they I have. They have like a tour bus that's like vinyl wrapped in cowboy stuff. Mm-hmm. Got to get you on the bus. I don't. I don't mean for like anything <laughs> inappropriate. I just. I feel like of the three of us, you have the best chance of getting invited on. That's all I mean. That's that's fair. Uh, I will say. take that. Yeah, I will take that as a compliment. But also, I feel like Mac Jones would be like such a great fit in Dallas. Like, just throw the deep <laughs> like, come on, just for yeah. I Mac- actually true. love Mac Jones right now, and I have watched three games of his as a draft prospect, and it's like he's getting better every week. I really like that. I just love watching him play because it's like, have you seen my receivers? Fuck it, I'm throwing it deep. And I love that mentality. It's like Terry Bradshaw. He throws it well. He throws yeah. the deep ball well. I know that like I've been kind of rooting for him because he came in as like an underdog. And even I said, like, oh, this guy's going to manage offense. Don't do anything stupid. Don't turn the ball over. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm going to chuck this thing deep. I don't care. Like Devonta Smith will get under it. It's fine. So I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the guy as well. I don't know about like as a first round draft pick yet, but. He's definitely got a chance to change my mind. He's the Heisman betting favorite, favorite. as of right now, too. Favorite. I do feel like we love that, though. Like Baker, you know, like rising from the ashes. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow last year. Like everybody loves that underdog guy. Instead of like had Ooh. Trevor Lawrence not gotten hurt, like he should have won it, you know, or not gotten COVID. Or Justin Fields, like he has to be up there. But voters love this fucking 
you know, Saturday morning, make me cry on game day story of the backup, the gritty underdog yes. who wins the Heisman. With a no, it's true. Cause <laughs> it's true. Look at Travis Etienne. Like he, he should be a, a Heisman oh. favorite and people, someone that people talk about. He broke the ACC record for most rushing yards this week. Um, like it just, it blows my mind how consistently good that guy has been. And we have not had a conversation about him being a Heisman winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he probably like 20 touchdowns one year. Yeah. And so it, it's like got no love at all. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. It is. We do like the guy that's like, we see him as an underdog or has the one year chance to make a difference instead of like a career guy who probably should win it. You know, it's like a Christian McCaffrey type deal. Mm-hmm. I had to throw it in there. Sorry. Chance she gets. Uh, I posted this on Twitter Monday. Uh, Paige, you might be too young to answer this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who wins 2005 Texas versus 2019 LSU? Because we're talking about best college football teams we've ever seen. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because uh, LSU, and that was my my fan base that I helped win the national championship, obviously. Right. <laughs> but no, just watching them play, even just watching them play versus Clemson and seeing what they did to Clemson and like how good of a football team that actually was, like I I would take them. Sorry. They only beat Texas by five points last year. Last year, Texas Texas team. team. (laughs) I do like to remind people of that fact. Did they get better as the season went on? Yes. Absolutely. But barely beat Texas. I mean, what would you guys answer that question? Because I feel like you're biased as well. So I just, I think LSU would win. Like they were just too good last year. And I'm assuming that that team has Joe Brady as offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think they would. They're just too complete. Uh, offensively, they had three, four receivers that were very good, two tight ends, an entire offensive line. I, I do think that the real battle would be like, how do you stop Vince Young, which is probably going to be impossible. But the best way to do that is probably keep the ball out of his hands. And LSU can do that. It would be fun. That's why we need uh, NCAA 14. Just, do, Just recreate, know, do the recreate it. Simulate it. Like an all-time team, all-time roster or something. You could easily do it. Yeah, I mean, I have the time now. So... <laughs> I'm going to get on Twitch, start streaming like college football classics. Oh, God. Yeah. You and our Just guy, Adam Kramer. Rosters. Yo. Yeah. Playing Golden Tee with Adam Kramer and streaming college football on Twitch. Doesn't sound like a bad Saturday to me. It doesn't. <laughs> I've, I've done worse. I've done a lot worse on my Saturday. Sounds like a pretty good Wednesday. It's just the tip time, Mello. You got a lot of questions. I actually almost submitted one this week, but I'm saving it. Saving it. I feel like there are a lot of people around me who do submit questions. I, oh. That's why I don't use names. Oh, okay. Well, I like that. I like that it's anonymous. Next week, I'm going to slide in your DMs. I need a burner account because if I slide in your DMs, you'll know it's me. Well, so, you can slide. It'll be okay. I won't put your name on it. <laughs> well, I don't even want you to know it's me asking the question. Probably yeah, but even out. if you do like have an alias, I'm still going to know you asked the question. If you say it's next Probably. week, I'm going to know which one you, which one is you. <laughs> Right. We'll flag it. Yeah. Like, well, we We're know like, this one. Too. Well, this is Matt. <laughs> I usually don't use names, but <laughs> no, I didn't use this clearly time. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> we have a question from a Maddie Mills. Yeah, like, <laughs> what a douche. Okay. Sorry. All right. On. First one here is I'm a Florida fan and my girlfriend is a Georgia fan. How can we watch the game together and stay together this weekend? Um, I think the thing is you have to bet on the game, but it has to be something fun, like something that you both actually want to do. So like, you have to like lean into the rivalry, but be like, yeah, you could be like, uh, hey, if Georgia wins, uh, I'll cook I'll do you dinner, dishes. you know, or I'll give you a massage or like you have to do something 
nice for her. A massage. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Whatever you need to that do. That sounds like, like it ends hey. up being good for him. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. Georgia wins. You're on top. I don't know. Do what you need to do. But like, that's what Melo's getting at here. What I think that having like a fun bet, like a lighthearted bet is a good way to lean into the fact that your teams hate each other. Yeah, I think the, the surefire way to stay on top of this thing is to just get a house divided flag. Those <laughs> seem to work out for every relationship. So uh, I guess happy couples stay together. So that's how you do it. Have house divided flag. Like the trucks where the back sticker will be like around here to be like Texas fan, Oklahoma fan on like the his, her side, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that would work. Or you could just be an adult and not date someone who likes the other team. <laughs> yeah, my... My advice is just like, don't watch together. I know that's so horrible. That's awful advice. That's more just for myself. Like I, I wouldn't want them to break up with me. So I would, I'd probably watch like if it was Arizona, Arizona state, like I don't want to watch with you. I also like, don't date it, Arizona state fans. So yeah. If you're both no passionate about it, it probably is going to end up in like, maybe not even an argument, but at least like a little disdain for each other to where like, because nah. for me, like I've, talked about the chiefs on here beating the 49ers like uh, that's the kind of guy i'm gonna be to be like oh look at the georgia bulldogs they won right. <laughs> it's like ever i am surrounded by chiefs fans literally everyone i know basically and i catch so much shit for being a niners fan that you just have to like accept it at some point or hate yeah. all your friends i've we've had like some family members before that are ou fans and like there was a mutual respect there. So it's like we could give each other shit. And then, like at the end of the day, we knew it's like it was fine. So I would assume that if well, if your relationship's not like that, maybe it's just time to get out anyway. Yeah. Maybe. I was I was also just gonna say like it's different too when you're like in a relationship with someone and it is your family, but then I thought about it and I watched um, Arizona get knocked out of uh, the NCAA tournament versus Wisconsin. And my uncle and his friends were all Wisconsin fans and I was watching with them and I went outside and cried by myself. So that's maybe not the best advice either. So just don't, don't watch together, maybe get together after, after a few drinks. Um, or if you guys are mature and much more mature than I am, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I would put a, I would put a fun wager on it. Um, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Dishes. Dishes. Chores, a chore, a household chore, something like that. I don't know. Don't call don't it a chore. Chore is a bad, yeah. <laughs> That's what right. I was saying. Like, that doesn't sound Chore is a bad word. No. Make it something fun to if do. If it's a Pass. chore, maybe don't uh, be in a relationship one. with that person. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Going on my first date since Rona hit, and I'm not sure where to go or what to do. Should it be dinner and drinks? Both? Just dinner, just drinks? What do you guys think? Well, as someone Age. who has experience with this, um, I would suggest depending on oh, where you right. live. <laughs> no, it obviously didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I would suggest like a brunch date, go to a park, be outdoors. Don't feel like you need to get too close. Um, if you're not comfortable with that or go out to like an outdoor restaurant, cause that's all that's open in the state of California. If you're from California, if not do what's open and just be honest and open about what you're comfortable with in terms of spatial issues. I think that's really smart. Um, yep. Like today here in Missouri, it's beautiful out. Like you could do the picnic it's thing. 70 degrees here. Today. Yeah. So like you could do the, you could do the picnic thing outside or we don't have a lot of outdoor seating in Joplin because, well, we live in Missouri and all we have are chain restaurants. I don't know if the Chili's patio is open today, or not, <laughs> but um, it's like you the Applebee's, the Applebee's patio. Okay. Yeah. And it's probably like dollar Long Island or something. It's Tuesday. <laughs> you get oh, that two for one meal with your lady. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or like, I don't know, uh, 
if this is acceptable for a first date, but like, couldn't you like cook for them? Like have them come over and like, I either cook or have like food yeah. brought in. Cause it's, it, if you're worried about COVID that that's much safer than going out. But also like you should still like, if you're a female, like maybe don't invite a perfect stranger over to your house. Um, so that way they also know where that. you live. So or um, even on the opposite end, don't go to a stranger's house. Like yeah. if it's somebody like maybe you've worked together or you've known them uh, and you're finally like connecting and be like, yeah, let's try this thing out. Then I think you could do that. You're like, yeah, like not blind date. No, well, no. But I'm like, yeah. if it's somebody you just met and you're like, yeah, I found you attractive or you just swiped right on them and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. don't, like don't go to their house. No, <laughs> don't do go to do their that. house. I didn't Internet mean like dating, that. Don't go to their I meant house. More like, a, yeah, if it's like you've, no, you've been talking for a while. Yes. Okay. That's fair. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to know them prior to. Yes, for that one. Yes, but I good mean, people for you just for get getting... my. They just get my door code when I swipe. It just comes with it. So right there, you go. You don't even Netflix password. Send a message. Tahoe just, key door code. Yeah. It's just yours at the swipe. Password one two three four. Right. <laughs> good lord. It is not my actual door code. I just <laughs> password, but right. Whatever you want. Right. I was gonna Move say though, people figure out where Matt lives. Good for this person for getting out and dating because it is really hard during COVID. So I just want to say props to you. I I haven't dated since COVID hit. Dated, he says. Hasn't dated. Done I don't really like to anyway. It's not. It's not my vibe. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> Next one. Go ahead. Two more. Uh, my favorite draft in college football podcast just abruptly ended. That's, you know, I, that sucks. Like, Same. I really so I feel for you on that one. Uh, and I don't know what to do with all my free time now. Um, I think you landed in the right spot. Yeah, uh, I think you're here. Obviously, we talked a little bit more about football today, and I think we will continue to yeah. do that in the future. I, I feel like the last week has been people thinking that we're dying. Like yeah. my mentions on Twitter where people are like, I'm going to miss you so much. And it's like, where am I going? <laughs> like, I'm not not dying. I'm just not doing that podcast anymore. And I'm just not going to be writing at that place. That's it. Like, I'm not retiring. I'm 37. <laughs> not, not retiring. Don't uh-huh. think I'm dying. Like, going to keep doing this. I guess, I guess it's kind of like when your favorite player like moves to a different team or something like you're still going to get to watch us play. Maybe even do the basketball thing and root yeah. for us over here. Right. And this team. It's good. Yeah, team. no. Welcome to everybody. Team. They're not coming. They don't come here for me, but they stay here for me is really what my, my motto is on this podcast. I don't know if we can sum this up in a tweet that will get people to click, but like you guys just give me shit for an hour once a week, basically, is the theme of this podcast is let's make fun of Matt. <laughs> Well, when you're so, inviting ex-girlfriends to fall parties. I didn't invite her. I don't write the jokes. I just laugh at them. I, right? I also, the best part on Twitter is like, everyone's like, are you guys going to talk about football? And it's like, have you guys met Matt? Like, he's not just going to stop talking about football. He loves the sound of his own voice and talking about football. Like, he'll find a place to do it. Don't you worry. We are right? going to do it here. Even when we started and we we're like, yeah, hey, not sure how much football we could cover. I think we've talked about football every right. every episode so far. I'm not the only person who loves the sound of my voice, by the way. So uh, be honest. I hate the sound <laughs> of my own voice. <laughs> I think you say mine. It's like, wow. No, no. I, I hate it. I hate <laughs> listening back to myself. Even like uh, when I had to do the Johnny Cash singing thing, like somebody commented and I was like, hey, he, he wasn't terrible. I went and I Shout listened to it. I'm like, this is the grossest thing I've ever heard. This is disgusting. How do people actually listen to me? And now I'm probably going to get a ton of hate on Twitter and be like, I don't fucking listen to you. I hate you. Uh, But it's whatever. Right. Just find the host you like. Listen to them. Tune the other two out. 
That's basically what I do. That's a good plan. <laughs> so, right. I feel like if we put a poll up, Paige would win. Oh, I don't know. My hoodie covers everything. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. Producer Ooh. Matt cuts me off here, so that right. doesn't even work. Right. Rude. All right. Next question. Last one here for our just tip this week. Uh, I've been with my girlfriend for four years and we have never spent the holidays together because our hometowns are about three hours apart. Neither one of us mind, but our families are starting to ask why. Should we break down and go together or keep doing what works for us? Keep doing what works for you. Don't give in to peer pressure ever. Like if you guys are both happy, like do what works for you. It's your relationship, not your family's relationship. That's my advice. I would agree with that. I mean, if it's working, uh, then I think you're safe. But I do think if this relationship has like a future and you're going to do the marriage and children thing, that's when it's going to start to get awkward because it's like, where do we go for the holidays? You can't, yeah. like, like, you don't want to separate you do your it family for the holidays. It's not like, yeah, I'll take one kid this year. You take the next one or whatever. Wow. So I'd say we'll <laughs> eventually as- get divorced and do that anyway. So <laughs> write it out as long as you can and then maybe come up with a schedule. I don't know. Yeah, maybe try and combine something like, I don't know, for me, like I personally know that I'm going to spend Christmas with my mom always, no matter who I marry. So his family can come too. (laughs) They're more than welcome to be here. (laughs) But like that is where I'm going to be. So definitely have the discussion between the two of you, like what you want to do. And if that person does want to spend time with their family, try and make it work. See if you can do like a Christmas Eve thing where you get both families together. Can you guys host? And get them together so that you're able to spend some time because I think it's good to blend families. Man, I don't like doing that. I think people that like (laughs) you should be able to celebrate the holidays like as a family thing outside of the holiday itself. Yes. Yes, I agree. 19th. Oh, we can all get together on this date. Yeah. Besides the fact that Christmas I'll spend with Kath every year. Other than that, that day is mandatory. Yeah. I spend Christmas alone every year because Mm -hmm. when you're divorced, like I have my son Christmas Eve. So Christmas day, I'm always alone. It is my favorite day of the year. Like there's what nothing am I, open. What am I, to? I get like junk food and like, I just eat like fucking pizza rolls <laughs> and drink Dr. Pepper. One day out of the year, I allow myself to just be gluttonous and a slob. And I watch football and I lay on my couch and no one bothers me. And it is amazing. So I feel like people probably know by now that our kids schedules are the exact same. Yes. So also I have mine on on uh, Christmas Eve, which is our dad's birthday. So it's like, mm. that's a bigger holiday. Well, the bigger day for us. So we spend Christmas Eve with our family. And then on Christmas day, uh, like I still wake up kind of early and I play with all my toys and <laughs> I get that out of the way. And then I just lay around and watch basketball all day. Uh, so Christmas is like my hibernation day where I, oh, I, I don't know it. if I've left the house on Christmas day uh, since I've been divorced. Uh, yeah. And I've actually, I try to not go to like significant other Christmases, you know, just be like, this is actually like my day, you know, <laughs> right? Like this is right. my day. So you realize you just drinked yourself. But so congratulations. Me? You're probably going to have plans on Christmas this year. Um, I do. Now- to be alone on, at home. <laughs> no guaranteed. No. Fucking FaceTime me at three o'clock Christmas day. I'm going to be in sweats on my couch. Yeah, I don't um With chips on my <laughs> I don't on your, on your yeah. Um I don't have kids or a marriage, but I am a kid of divorce and so I do know what it's like to have to like manage the two, but like my I love both sides of my family and like we 
I pretty much just try and hit everywhere. Like my brother and I are kind of like the combo pack right now. We'll go, we'll do Christmas Eve with one Thanksgiving with part of Thanksgiving day with one. We're, we're big on the driving around and, and doing that. Um, but Christmas day is like always, I spend with my mom and her family. Um, everyone, my mom always hosts, um, and we wear pajamas all day long and it's a, it's a big hoopla. So I feel like a I'm lot of people that. do that for Christmas. We never did. Mm-mm. We tried to make it work one year. Like uh, one of the sister-in-laws was like, yeah, we should all wear our pajamas for Christmas Eve. And it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to wear sweats because I don't wear pajamas. I don't say oh, pajamas because I'm educated. <laughs> Pajama. That's what I say. I'm actually not educated. I'm the least educated <laughs> of the three of us. <laughs> I say pajama. But now I don't know what I said. I, I said pajama and you gave you me did. shit for it. <laughs> yeah, because she said it. I, pajamas. Pajama from California. You are Southern. <laughs> pajamas. You got your jammies. Put your jammies on. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now you're thrown off. No, I was right. going to start going really heavy in on the accent, but I decided against it. Um, also, we got very distracted from what we were actually talking about. But I did want to mention that I want to put this out publicly that it is okay to start listening to christmas music and put up your christmas decorations november 1st that is the rule halloween's over it's christmas time get that swift christmas album on spotify spinning what of all christmas albums that's what you chose i'm like a wait till black friday not this year like 2020 do whatever that's yeah exactly i really don't care i like i hate it when people will get mad about what other people do that doesn't affect them yes like how you want your steak cooked or however you eat or drink whatever your christmas tree is not bothering me at all you want to put that fucker up in march i don't care like do it leave it up year round i did that once uh so go for it i like that like i hate when people are like that's the beer you drink it is yeah thanks for asking oh that's and interesting because you literally made fun of me for the beer that i was drinking this weekend <laughs> but we're friends oh that's different <laughs> he literally <laughs> checked me he was like that's not even beer it, i mean was it though <laughs> it was like a sparkling cider or something it was not it was a lagunitas daytime oh okay well i didn't i apologize i didn't realize that i thought it was like not I, when i said that's not even a beer i meant like it's not a beer if it was, I'm sorry. It's I thought it was can. like a seltzer. I yeah, I did too. I told you guys I was I drinking beer. I said beer it's rare. I rarely drink beer just casually. Like it has to be at like a ball game or something else like that. And when you make I, your Jomo visit, yeah, I mean, like a lot of beer. Page. Oh, oh no, I have not done that since college. Um, Neither. <laughs> yeah, same. Right. Just auditing a class this semester. But yeah, you can't say you don't. <laughs> I love that you tried to get that in there. Like, oh, I'm not going to make fun of you for the beer you drink or whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just don't make fun of me for the beer I drink. How about yeah, that? seriously. That's more what it is, Matt. Do it that way. Okay. that uh, That's it, I think. Right? Those are all of our questions. Send that's in it. more. That's it. Send more at Mellow. The DMs are open. And make sure you follow at Two Guys a Girl Pod. Subscribe. We are on uh, we're on Stitcher now as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course on YouTube where you get to watch us, which I think is more entertaining. So everybody should check that out. And more episodes coming soon and more football coming soon. 